Hello everybody and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar, and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and we're super excited about this week's episode. Uh, we're talking about Boy Meets World. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, we're talking about how much we loved it as kids, and how much we still love it as adults. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I just started watching it again uh, last week and got a couple of episodes in and I'm like, huh, it already made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so what were some of your guys' favorite uh, parts of the show? I mean, I had touched on it a little bit in the last one that we did, but Eric Matthews just had so many great moments throughout that series and just his the sneak attack episode is by far one of my favorite moments and <laughs> all of boy meets world just the hilariousness of him like diving on an actual military soldier trained military <laughs> soldier and be like i'm gonna sneak attack you and just getting flipped over like it's it just <laughs> so funny um that one was great and there's so many good moments with like feeny and just the lessons he teaches and also just like sean was always a fun character because you never really fully knew what he was going to do but you always knew it's like all right the moral compass is there just how late is the moral compass going to be on this one (laughs) (laughs) yep yep definitely uh I, i also think it's funny how with eric um like he started out as a typical like teenage boy like always going after the girls and and kind of that good older brother kind of and bad older brother kind of thing too. But then later on in the seasons, he, he ended up getting kind of realizing what his character should have been and like been more on that real dumb, stupid, like funny, but still good big brother kind of thing. Well, I, think <laughs> I don't that was... know if that was necessarily planned. I think that was something that kind of changed over time because I saw like, how well that actor did with some of the more comedic aspects of it. Yeah. And like, there was that one episode uh, in the earlier part of the series where he was like freaking out, trying to prepare for a test and just the like goofiness he was doing throughout that whole thing. Uh, I think that was when they kind of realized it's like, okay, like he's got his comedic chops and we can do something kind of fun with this yeah. character. And so I think that that was more changing the course and less, the plan the whole time yeah kind of like the april and andy dynamic and parks and rec like that was never a planned thing they just had the one episode saw how much chemistry they had and said oh well screw that we'll just gotta keep going with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm glad they did because like eric like even throughout the, the beginning of it was one of my favorite characters but as soon as he got into the uh that's that comedic side of things it was just like oh he's like my favorite actor ever (laughs) but i think it's it's just he had that like comedic timing done really well for that character yeah oh yeah the slapstick the stupidity the (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but i mean even through maybe our own family relationships or watching other other families where there was that very explicit older brother younger brother dynamic did y'all watch that happen it play out either right dan in your life or caleb in a friend's life where the older brother at one point was 
the absolute antagonist of your friend's life. Mm. And then towards the end of high school, the older brother became the role model of like, no, no, no. He's already pointed out the, the potholes I don't need to do. And he's also shown me some ways that I can have a ton of fun while, while being adventurous. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or at least give us the fodder for all the awesome stories. Like, holy cow, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my relationship with my my older brother um, definitely had some similarities, but not quite <laughs> the extreme <laughs> um, that was in the show. Um, I mean, my brother's not like the, the dumb person like, <laughs> like Eric was, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, I did learn from some of his mistakes and some of like, he taught me a lot when I was growing up and we had a good, you know, older or older brother younger brothers uh relationship especially as i started getting a little older so it was pretty cool i think all younger siblings at some point in their life think their older sibling is dumb (laughs) well yeah of course (laughs) no comment (laughs) it's because you are the older sibling i own it i'm dumb i know it no i'm not I thought you were the oldest. That's my bad. (laughs) I am the dumb one. I am the one. (laughs) Both are true. (laughs) The younger and the dumbest. Uh, (laughs) It's a a new soap opera. (laughs) The young and the dumb. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Just go on social media for that. (laughs) Don't even need the TV time. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Sad but true. (laughs) <laughs> i think uh, another fun moment is just i guess like some of the like dynamic between like the trio of Corey, sean and topanga and just their back and forth and kind of seeing how they interact and it's like Corey, like sean and topanga like they always like respected each other and liked each other but they didn't really have a ton of just like that one-on-one time to kind of get to know each other you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah it was always like either in a group setting or they had one-on-one time with Corey, but not each other or something like that. Yeah. And so it's like, you didn't really ever get to see that dynamic. And it's like just the glue of Corey kind of holding everything together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it was, I I feel like we got just a little bit later on in the seasons of like seeing how their relationship changed. And like a lot of times it was either you're taking my best friend away or you know, that kind of thing. But then there would be that moment of like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're really what's best for him. And, like, you know, there's that mutual respect, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I also have to say one of my my other favorite things about the show is the uh, the re- relationship with the father, mm-hmm. with the two sons, because like. Like I said, when I started watching the the um, the show again over this past week, it was um, the first couple episodes. There's a bunch of really good relationship stuff between the the father and the sons, because like there was that episode of where the dad was trying to spend more time with with uh, Corey because um, he was working a lot and the the. Uh, grocery store was taking up a bunch of his time and ended up uh, getting Corey up in the middle of the night to watch a baseball game. Yeah. And Feeney got 
all upset about it and like failed him at the test and stuff like that. But then at the end, it was just like both of them kind of realizing like the, the other side of it of like the, the dad was like, no, I need to take time out of my work to spend with my son. And Mm -hmm. Feeney was like, yeah, no, you need to, you need to have those times of spending time with your son, even if it means, you know, sacrificing work, sleep or priority. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, what's the priority there? Is it family or is it work Yeah. or is it school? Yeah. And it's like, yes, those are a, a priority to begin with, but time spent with family is the most important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one thing we hit on in the, in the original sitcom episode that gave us this idea to do this full, full episode to the show. But, um, the fact that the morals, the ideas, they weren't, just focused towards the kids who could identify as the younger sibling or that kid in middle that awkward kid in middle school going into their freshman year of high school. It wasn't just dedicated to the core trio. Yeah. So sure, you had them, and they were by and large the largest part of the story. But you had those moments, like what you're describing, where it's it's also kind of a okay. Now for the people around your life, mm. this one's for them. Sit down. We're going to show the sandbox scenario of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, it, for better or worse in those, in some cases, because I I seem to recall quite a few with a uh, with um oh shoot blanking on the kid's name which best one? friend oh Sean. Sean Sean thank you yeah there there are a few moments with uh with Sean's Sean's family where mm-hmm. it's like oh that's yeah, there's Oof. some deep stuff in there with with his very broken family, yeah, and his relationship with his teacher and his yep. uh, like the people around him because he didn't have his father or his mother around to teach him consistent life, yeah, life lessons, yeah. But then his teachers and his friends and all that came around him to be that support system, and it's, yeah. it's really cool. It, it's such an awesome show to showcase uh you know life lessons for everybody not just kids exactly yeah and like two of the episodes that stand out or that i remember the most were actually episodes around uh around Corey, where uh one of them i think is whenever uh his dad just completely bailed on on something i can't remember the exact premise Mm -hmm. but the idea was where um where sean and his dad come alongside like no come on yeah you're missing the time with your dad but no that doesn't mean you can't have something to look back on today i think i think it's the other way around i think uh i think it was sean's dad that was missing or what did i say Brain you, you said yes. Corey's dad but i think Sorry. it was sean's dad Corey and then Matthews, Corey Sean, and his you. dad take him sean yes. yeah brain fart i I knew what you meant the whole time (laughs) (laughs) thank you appreciate that yeah um yeah Yeah, and even their dynamic of like taking sean in yeah and letting him live with them for a while that was uh, the other dad that was the other episode where where that finally happens where it's like nope you've been around this family long enough you are you are a family yeah if if you need a place you live here which, you know, isn't always possible, but yeah, <laughs> it's cool when it is possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many good episodes that you can think back on with like, uh, the relationships between, um, Corey and Sean, uh, Corey and, and Eric, Corey and um, Topanga. Corey and Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. The, I'm trying to think of some moments that like really stick out to me with with any of those because like like the whole the whole uh, what was it Sea World episode uh, where she is or, like she breaks up with him. Oh. And, like, oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before that was the uh, the skiing episode or skiing episodes. I think it is. <laughs> where they go up to the mountains and go skiing and he spends the night uh talking to this girl uh, the girl that works there and she ends up breaking up with him because she thinks that he needs to like go off and you know figure out his life and what he wants out of the relationship and stuff like that but then it comes back and they go to uh a sea world type thing bush gardens or whatever yeah Yeah, some some aquatic thing and there was a park at probably like one of the disney parks if i'm remembering was it Mm -hmm. okay okay yeah i couldn't i couldn't remember what which one it was but that that would make sense yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they they come back to to each other in, in that episode and it's just like you you can go through a lot of things and figure out what your life is like and realize that who you love is who you love. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I just love those, those little, little things that they showed in that show that was just like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's like what I want my life to be like. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember me. like later in the series when, after they had gotten married and, we're starting their life together. And that dynamic of like the parents are like, we love you. We want to help you, but you chose to get married. Mm, You chose to like do this now. Yep. And you didn't plan ahead. And now you've got to figure it out. You've got to grow up very quickly and figure out what you're going to do. That is a heartbreaking episode. That is a very tough episode. Like I couldn't (laughs) imagine being a parent in that position being like look we love you and we have always got your back for some things but like you wanted to be an adult you have to be an adult now yep yep and then like the the show actually showing them sitting back like after they had just talked to them and been like you know they they're crying and having a heart having a broken heart because they couldn't or they like they chose not to help To help them grow. Yeah. It was just like, ugh. Well, it hurts. <laughs> it does, but I think it illustrates that point of some lessons are better. Some lessons you have to learn the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And they're better learned for having been learned the hard way. Yep. Absolutely. And then. Yeah. Ugh, and like you yeah. saw that, like, that kind of like waning in their family relationship for a little while, but then you saw the relationship come back towards the end of the series where it was like stronger and better than ever at that point. But yeah, there was definitely that like trial period where they're just Corey was understandably unhappy with his family, but they were also like, this was your decision. Sorry. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
And then, of course, we have to talk about Morgan. <laughs> the Morgan. sister. She's a great character. <laughs> you, you mentioned it in uh, that last episode. Or not the last episode, but um, our sitcom episode. Where it's just like they, she was gone for like two years. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I've been grounded for like eight eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like breaking that was <laughs> one of, if not the best way that they've done a recasting of an established character in a TV show. Yep. <laughs> just the idea is just like, oh, she was in her room grounded forever because she said a really terrible word. And it's like in that episode, she was like, what? That's ridiculous. That's shorter time than I got grounded for saying. And then it's like the long bleep. And I'm like, go to your room. You're grounded again. <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> nice. That must have happened at the end of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, that was like toward like right at the end of the episode. Yeah. It just reminds me of um what is it, Last Man Standing? Yes. When they <laughs> when they recast the sister, um the, the, the middle sister. The middle sister, yeah. Yep. And it was just like, wow, you look different. <laughs> See, I didn't like that one because it felt a little too hand fisted. Like it, it it was that's what too that whole, on the nose. Yeah. That's what that whole scene was about though. Like they did that throughout that whole episode. It was yep. like, this is different, this is different, this is different. And they're all acknowledging it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's fine to acknowledge it. I feel like there's that balance it. with yeah. it. And I think, like, my issue with it in Last Man Standing was that, like, in recasting her, they just decided to really, like, amp up the stupidity of the character, like, mm. tenfold. And yeah. so it went from, like, okay, she's kind of dumb, but she's driven and she's putting in the work to where it's like, I just got lost upstairs in the house you grew up in your whole life. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. So like, that was my issue with it. And last man standing it was, it was just a little too much. Whereas with this one, like they acknowledged it and they're like, people are going to notice they're going to comment on it. So we'll do our one joke and then we're done and yeah. we'll move on. Whereas they had like that ongoing joke and last man standing for the entire episode. Yeah. To be fair though, like the whole thing with Eric, amping up his stupidity it was almost the same thing <laughs> like yeah. i could see but, uh, eric saying i got lost but upstairs he, <laughs> but he still had his moments where it was like okay i'm dumb but i also know what i'm doing and i step up to the plate when i need to yes of course Whereas, like she was just like dumber than soup in that episode <laughs> yeah agreed <laughs> yep and I was just thinking about other other uh, side characters that kind of stood out, but weren't. I mean, they had their own episodes where they were they had their their moment in the spotlight. But the one that comes to mind for me is Minkus. Mm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Stuart Minkus. Yep, <laughs> Mister. It's Minkus. It's Minkus, right? It's Minkus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny. It's just like, Minkus, tell me it's Minkus. It's Minkus. Just some Feeny's like taking Feeny's fun away. It's like, oh, it's Minkus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, even he had some very, um, very astute observations. Well, I was going to say, even redeeming moments because, oh, like, absolutely. he was always the, the almost too smart for his own good kind of character. 
Yep. But then every once in a while, he'd have his moment of like, no, I, I, I have feelings too. You know, yeah. like I, I, I'm not just a brain in a body. I've, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it was like, he had the, like Topanga was smart, but she had the social awareness and Minkus didn't have that same social awareness that she had. Yeah. Uh, well, granted, like the first season, she definitely didn't have the social awareness, but she kind of like de- <laughs> like grew into the social awareness. She over had the time. spiritual awareness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, uh, <laughs> the interpretive dance. Oh, uh, <laughs> I about that. Yeah, when they're doing the um, uh, the presentation, mm-hmm. and she's like. No, read this. It's like a poem. She's doing the interpretive dance and rubs the oh, uh, right. the lipstick all <laughs> over her it. face. <laughs> yeah, which was revisited in Girl Meets World, which was awesome. I, I thought. didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like Topanga's character just goes through a lot of like development and ups and downs throughout the whole series. And it's just like it went from like that weird chick that was kind of funny and like weren't quite sure how to just. How to like react to her to like just such a core member of the group mm. and developed and written so well and like yeah. she was written well in the beginning too but like it, it really improved as a character developed more and she's basically a hermione granger but her pro- her plot arc is drawn out a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair so yeah uh kind of going back to uh minkus like Oh, what was I going to say about it? It was. Um, I remember in the tail tail seasons, didn't he end up going to like MIT and starting to spin up his own company at the end? I mean, they definitely they touch on that in Gromy's world where like he is running a multimillion dollar, <laughs> you know, uh, which fits corporation. <laughs> yeah. And then his son is always wanting to take over the world. But <laughs> I don't remember if that was anything of Minkus. Does. Was that anything that Minkus did too? I can't remember. Where he was like, he he was gonna try to take over the world. I don't remember trying to take over the world specifically. I do remember um, the school, the class project one where they had to kind of like do the timeline thing for their future and where they were gonna be mm-hmm. uh, when they got older and whatnot. And he had this plan for like the major corporation and whatnot i don't remember the full details because it's been a little bit since i've seen that episode but gotcha larry page take note (laughs) (laughs) you're minkus's son not minkus (laughs) (laughs) i do um i do think it's funny how uh they mirror some of the storylines from um from boy meets world into girl meets world where um one of the very early episodes with Minkus was they uh he wanted to be one of the cool kids and so he completely changes his um his look to look more uh <laughs> hip or goth hip, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't goth, it was it was more um He's trying to like emulate Sean. Yeah, pretty much with the <laughs> the baggy clothes and the, you know, the backwards hat and all that kind of stuff. But then in Girl Meets World, his son does the exact same thing with some of the same exact lines of like <laughs> uh, Stuart Minkus, regular guy, where uh, he, uh, the son, Farkle, 
says Farkle Minkus, regular guy, but he he changes his name. But yeah, it's gosh, it's really funny how they they do it, but it still works, you know. <laughs> well, it was like showing that respect and appreciation for the source material. Absolutely, and it's like had they done it in a way that they were mocking or just trying to imitate without showing that respect and love for the source material, then it wouldn't have had that same appeal. Yeah. Whereas showing that same love and appreciation for it, it came across in a way it's like, we're doing this. Well, sure. We're reusing some storylines, but it's because we love the stories that this came from. Yeah. And we want to twist uh, and tie those stories into what we're doing now. Yeah. And, and it's also have not watched girl meets world, but that would make sense because a lot of the a lot of the premise behind the first especially the first couple seasons of Boy Meets World was the parents passing on lessons they learned when they were young. Mm-hmm. And so now you're seeing uh, Corey, Corey and Panga do this uh, yeah. from what y'all are describing. It sounds like you're seeing a lot of the same thing interaction happening where it's Corey and Topanga passing on the lessons they learned when they were young. Yep. So it just makes sense that they would have to pay that respect to it to keep the storyline accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was I was also going to say, like, it's also a, a lesson in, you know, if you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And a lot of times they were doomed to repeat it because they didn't learn the lesson from their parents. And then they went back and were like, the parents were like looking at each other like, yeah, we know exactly what's going on because we went through it. Yep. And the same exact thing. So it's like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I think one of my favorite episodes was where they set up the um, random wrestling match in the gym. It was like Corey joined the team and he was the only person in their weight division. So he was joining just to be like the jock kid and mm-hmm. didn't even have to like compete because he was the only person in his division. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, no, we've got someone else to uh, in your weight division. So you actually have a match. And he was like, I joined this whole thing because I didn't have to compete. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, well, no, you've got a match. And it ends up being one of the other bully kids. uh, Even though it was older than him, it happened to be in the same division. (laughs) Um, And just the whole back and forth. And like, he beats the bully kid easily. And then they go into like the whole back and forth. Like, no, we're going to set up another match after hours in the gym. And like, they have the full line, like wrestling ring. And they bring in Vader from, wwe or wcw mm. like he's like throwing people around and feeney jumps in and is like put him down and it's like this guy that is like <laughs> 300 plus pounds and just a mountain of a human is like cowering in front of feeney <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah speaking of of the wrestling uh uh what what did you say his name was Va- vader vader yeah yeah uh he was in it quite a bit, actually, with his his um, his. Op- he had a handful on, of episodes that he was songs. in because yeah. his son was uh, Frankie. Yeah, mm. both of those. And so, like, he was. I I can remember two episodes off the top of my head that he was in. Yeah, because there was the one where um, Corey was trying to go between the dance and the the wrestling thing to try to help him uh, help uh, the father with. Um, with the moves and stuff. Cause they were, they were trying to, uh, cause they knew a lot about wrestling. So they were able to like say, Oh, look out for this move or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then he was trying to get back, back to the, the dance with Topanga. 
Um, that's one of the ones I remember. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember that one. I mostly remember the full-on wrestling episode and then Vader showing up with uh, Frankie and the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two big ones that I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and those those were a couple of characters, too. The um, Excuse me, Frankie and the that other bully um, that had a, another one of those arcs that was... Was it Joey? Joe. Oh yeah, Joey. The the um. Oh my goodness, the one the one that's always in leather. Yeah. So it was Frankie, Joey, and where's the? Oh, because there was a third one at one point, but then. Well, he was like the uh, Griff. He was the boss guy that like tried to act like the uh, oh no harley kiner he was the harley that's right yeah he tried to act like the like 50 style kind of guy with the way he talked and everything yep the greaser type yeah <laughs> oh <clears throat> yeah the fawns want to be yeah pretty yeah. much but yeah but the, not, as, not as cool <laughs> yeah but their their story arc was pretty great too because they mm-hmm. they they were bullies but then like frankie definitely came around a lot because of of cory trying to help him out and then, like, um, getting closer with his dad as well. Because um, he was more of the, the lover, not the fighter. And right. <laughs> well, he's like, he did, there were several episodes where he was doing, like, poetry type stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's how he talked. Like, he, mm-hmm. like his, his way of talking was very poetic. So, like, it was very strange to see him. Like, even though he was, like, a bigger guy, like, with... Like, he looked like a bully, but then when he talked, it was, like, completely different. Well, I think them commenting on his appearance versus his soul. Yeah. Like, that was a talking point that they brought up a number of times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, it was pretty good. And then um, Harley. I don't, I don't remember if they actually did a full arc with him coming around, or if that wasn't until Girl Meets World that he was kind of, like... He didn't really have a... Uh, turning point in that main series like there was that point he was trying to like get into the fight with the new bully that kind of took over his position oh yeah Um, yep and he like backed down and just kind of left it as it was and he had a few moments where he'd like back off and leave it like when he um when Corey was dating his sister briefly and like he would back down and kind of learn from that and then (laughs) a, a few other moments like that throughout the series but yeah yeah for some reason, I don't remember him in Girl Meets World. It's also been a long time since I've watched that one, and I only watched it the one time. But he was the janitor. Oh, <laughs> that tracks. Well, yeah, no that that was kind of the point where, like, he decided to, uh, you know, be the bully his whole whole life and not make something of himself. So. Like nothing against janitors, obviously, because thanks, they're. <laughs> but like that's the connotation, though, is like, you know, janitors are no like, t- uh, stereotypically known as the lo- the lower, you know, job type. Yeah, but like, and now all I can think of is scrubs. Well, I feel like that was something that they kind of like leaned into. Yeah, in Girl Meets World too was just like 
It's like you can judge me because of what I do for a living, but like there's a whole life from before this that you aren't aware of. Just ask your mom and dad. <laughs> right, exactly. But then also he he kind of justifies it a little bit more too to be like, I get to be, you know, around these kids that need somebody to look up to or to, you know, to be a, a like a warning sign almost too, mm. you know, like if you know, I went through this whole thing and be and I need to be a, a role model for learn for people and yeah, exactly. Thing, yeah. So yet another uh, awesome lesson that, learned that <laughs> yeah, which is awesome that they would turn him into that sort of a character because I mean, what I remember of him, yeah, and it's just towards towards the beginning of the college years, they start really emphasizing the point of he's completely rethinking his life to that point. Mm -hmm. So that really does pretty much track. Yeah. Yep. Oh, another, uh, (laughs) another topic in the, in the, um, in the show that I really liked was, uh, the teacher. I can't remember what his name was. Like, I think it was like Feeney. No, (laughs) not Feeney. The, the, the quote unquote cool teacher that would teach out of comic books. Oh, um, um, shoot. I'm trying to, I think it was like, I think his name was like Mr. Thomas or something like that, but excuse me. I'm excuse me. Up. That's going to bother me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jonathan Turner. 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 Yeah. There that's what it go. was. Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Turner was the the one that would teach out of comic books and um like the te- like the um Feeney would get mad at him for it and stuff like that. But then yet another one of those moments where Feeney was like, Yeah, no, this isn't good, but at the same time, it's getting to the kids. It's relating mm. to the kids and meeting them on their level, which was really cool. But then he was also the very much like motorcycle almost greaser kind of style person as well. <laughs> but um yeah, just a, a cool guy that knew how to knew knew how to relate to kids. And I always liked that because that was very much my my style of like youth leading at church and stuff was try to relate to them as well as much as possible to gain their trust, you know? So Yeah. Well like the dynamic between him and Sean I always thought was really cool. Yeah. Just that like mutual respect. And it's like, okay, like I see a little bit of myself in you and that's not always a good thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and steer you down a little bit of a different path than what I had to go to before I got to where I am. Yeah. It was kind of, he was kind of the father figure for Sean, wasn't he? A little bit. Or or at the very least, he was was for Sean, what Feeney was for Corey. Kind of. Yeah. For, for a short stint because he was, it it was weird because I was just about to say that like it was kind of a disappointing arc in some ways because like um like Sean ended up living with him for a, a short stint um because they thought it would work well together and the the teacher was like yeah no I I need to take care of this kid cuz he's got a rough home life but it ended up not working out so well because of like um like basically they were getting in each other's way of life in some ways. And it was like, 
it was it was like I said, it was disappointing because they they didn't fully fall into that trust of a father figure type uh, style mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know. It was it was interesting. Yeah, they just kind of like came to an end and didn't really like have a full on wrap up. Like there was some slight wrap up moments when Sean was moving back in with his dad later in the series uh, and they kind of had a little bit of a back and forth and it was like, Hey, like if anything changes, if anything happens, like keep your key, my door is always open, but right, yeah. then it just kind of ended and didn't really go anywhere else from there. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, kind of disappointing. It, it was almost like they, like the actor was done with the show or something. And they were like, Oh, let's wrap this up in a quick way. You know, <laughs> like the actor didn't do a whole lot else with the show after that like he was still present but he definitely didn't have the same um the same screen time that he had had up to that point yeah well i want to say the actor was also a a bit part in um uh, pulp fiction was he i think so i seem to recall him being related to that uh seeing him in that at one point hmm so maybe it was just a... Uh, so it could have been he was going to other other conflict. acting gigs or something else. I don't know. Could have been a scheduling conflict, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I know they did bring him back for Girl Meets World, though. <laughs> he was the, the superintendent, I think. Superintendent. Uh, superintendent of schools in that area. But Yeah, he was. And it looks like he... Wasn't in it a ton. No, it, it like was like only a, in a handful of episodes. But. Yeah. Basically, like he was in the episode where they did the same thing where the teacher taught from comic books and he was like the the principal was trying to get the girl fired for doing that. But. um, But yeah, the, the, the superintendent was like, yeah, no, this is a good, good way to teach. So. <laughs> Yeah, like, and he would know. <laughs> He's got that experience on that teaching method. So it's like, if anyone's going to know if that works or not, it'd be him. Yeah. It's kind of a slow roll. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say there there were a, a handful of moments that stood out where it was almost like the, uh, it was almost like they were writing it, expecting it to be the final episode. Mm. Um, I remember one exchange between um, between Sean and Feeney in the Matthews backyard where he's trying where Sean is trying to get into community college or a community college or, or a full uh, full full year one or the other but he turns in the uh, his his entrance paper to Feeney to, to grade and, and Feeney's remarks, something along the lines of, well, I will say your, uh, your argument is actually much stronger than, than it has been in the past. But um, the only thing I could really fault you on is the whole thing is one long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and he hands back like these five pages of an essay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. I don't even remember that one. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know why that scene stands out. <laughs> I feel like that would have been me. 
<laughs> that was definitely me. <laughs> My mom wasn't here with teacher. Nope. <laughs> I've got this really long, good essay of a conversation argument, but it's all one. <laughs> it's all one long run. One long run on sentence. <laughs> Real passionate debate argument there. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, well, I think that will about wrap up this episode. Uh, and if you're enjoying our show, uh, please share it with your friends and family. Um, we'd love to hear back and uh, see that you guys are enjoying our show. Um, but to close out, I would like to just... Uh, Echo a sentiment from Feeney. I love you all. Class dismissed. <laughs>